Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. listening to season five of mother may i sleep with podcast i'm your host molly mcelgaver guys today we're doing a movie that if you are a patreon member thank you so much for being a patreon member by the way you may have already heard me do a mini episode about this movie when i was in charleston with my friend nicole um we sort of ran through this when very um drunk off of street popsicles and today i'm here to do this movie fully for the first time with my friend alvina roman hi girl how are you i'm good how are you Good. You guys, Alvina is maybe a better friend to the pod than you would ever begin to know. Uh, She actually brought in our last week's episode guest, uh, Todd Greenwald. Great friend. I love him. Girl power. And then also um, El Rey, Dylan. Oh, yeah. Both of them. uh, Todd's been a good friend of mine for probably, I don't even know how many years more, like a mentor. Mm -hmm. Um, Dylan is a client of mine on his music venture. So we've been working with him for about four years. We love Dylan. We actually got amazing feedback about him. And only like one girl said that it triggered her that he reminded her so much of his like her ex-boyfriend. Was her ex-boyfriend really smart? Probably. That's his problem. Yeah. You know, I mean, so, like I tell Ray's him, just too smooth. He's a little just too smart. Sometimes being smart, it kind of hurts you. I said, sometimes just play dumb, but don't let people know how smart you are. Just listen. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's better to listen and observe. No, but he's a perfect guest and I can't wait to have him back. But listen, so we're doing Web of Lies because you are my little internet hoe. I love this about you. I'm an internet troll, but like a secret one because I don't post too much. I just observe. You came up like during sort of the advent of social media. You were working with a lot of different companies. Mm -hmm. I know that you've worked. We won't say anyone's names, but you've worked with some really big people in this business doing sort of a lot of the social media stuff, the networking behind the scenes. I remember when we met, you were like 23 and I was like so blown away by you. I was like, who is this woman that's like driving Cassie Steele down from the valley, like in her fucking Range Rover or whatever you were driving? It was an SUV, so it looked impressive to me. And I was like, who is this person who's doing this? And then to find out that you were a 23-year-old girl, I was like, fuck like she's really got it together that's how i always think of you in my mind you know what's funny is like people in the industry are always like you have it together you're so well i'm like no and if you go to my family it's like i'm the least one not put together i'm the one that's always late i'm never in the car on time i forget things and it's like i'm like the train wreck of my family maybe on paper like those little small things where you're like who runs late but it's also like who's fucking running a multi-million dollar company from her cell phone like alvina roman (laughs) so I brought you here for Web of Lies because it is about a social media influencer. Yes. Um, 
probably one of the greatest fake names of any product I've ever heard is in this movie. And we're going to get to that, which I'm so excited about. I also forgot when I was in Charleston, maybe I never really fully registered it. Or if you listen to that episode, maybe you can tell me if I registered it before. This movie takes place in Boston. Yes, it's in your hometown. Yeah. But I don't, is it like the actual city of Boston or is it like... They definitely used parts of Boston for sure, but and it looks like it could be Norwood, Milford, Medford. Like it looks like it could even be Dorchester or Somerville in some parts. Like they really did a good job of picking a street that looks like it could be in sort of any middle class, upper middle class Boston. So yeah, that's what I was looking. I was like being like, is this like the city of Boston? Is it like the outskirts? Is it I mean, even the city of Boston doesn't feel like the city of Boston. It's always it. like I've only ever been to little... Boston, like the actual city. Yeah. And, like stayed at a hotel near like the airport, like the Back Bay area, which is, yeah, where all the shopping and like kind of fun touristy stuff yeah, is. Exactly. So I want to talk to you about the only guy in one of these movies that I've ever wanted to hook up with, oh, Spencer Neville. He's so hot. That's he's all my notes so are like, hot. He's so hot. I never am attracted to these guys. You know, but I think there's they're something all... about him. I'm like, oh, every time I saw, I kept all my notes are like, well, why haven't they kissed? He's so hot. So he's famous. Oh, really? What is? Well, I don't know. If, I mean, to me, he's I looked, famous. I looked him up on Instagram. And he I followed was him. Um, in he's in the new American Horror Story. OK. He also did Ozark, which I think was a huge show. Yes, that was big. Days of Our Lives. Huge show. Something called Hashtaggers. I know it. That's an awesomeness TV production. You would, you absolutely would know that. Yes. And um, like a few other things like that. I think he's doing well. He also is in a movie called Roped that was just completed. Let's see what Roped is about. Casper Van Dien is in it. Hmm. Fun. And then our lead is who's our social media influencer. Her name is Whitney <laughs> and she's played by Shoshana Bush. Who is she like a Bush? No. Are you sure? I looked it up. You did? Yeah. Because, like, isn't it weird that Sophia Bush is a Bush? Oh, I didn't know she was Bush. That's what I'm saying. Did you, how do you know? Well, because I just looked her up online and there was nothing that in- was interesting that I even, like, registered. She's been in something called Stumptown, Men at Work, which was a show, Secret Life of American Teenager. She felt like that to me. Okay. She felt like she came from that sort of world of, like, oh, yeah, you've done one episode of Men at Work. Like, <laughs> Which was, you know, you always have to have your breakout stars in a Lifetime movie. Not everyone's going to be like super famous. I do want to know about Sarah Fisher, who is from Marblehead, Massachusetts. She plays Megan, the sister. So you think she was a local hire? I don't think she was local hire. She looks like she really acts and she's been in. You know what, though? She could be something because she was also in Ted. She was in Here Comes the Boom. She's a pretty big... She was in I Feel Pretty. So, I mean, but like Ted is a Boston movie. They are all working actors and actresses. They are. But I think she might have like some mainstream legitimacy. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. But good for her. She was really great in this movie. So this movie is basically all about what happens when you open up an Internet account and you're a social media influencer. And you're going to have to sort of play along a little bit here because we all know how this stuff works. This is not what being a social media no. influencer is like. And there's so many so questions. I have so much to say. I have so much to say. I'm dying to know about your thoughts about the agent and everything else. We're oh, going to get into We're going to get into her. So let's just start by saying that we open up 
on the most peaceful image in all of society, which is the Marvista logo. Yes. I love it. I wish that Todd and I had paid more attention if we had done a Marvista film when he came, because when we had a meeting there, I was more excited for that than meeting at HBO, than meeting at whatever. Like this, it was like, Todd, we've made it. Yeah. We're in the home of lemonade heads or whatever the fuck it's called. Like we're in like the house of where bad TV movies are made and I'm meant to thrive here. You know, what's funny is I watch a ton of Lifetime movies with my grandma. That's kind of what we do when I go back home and I watch them with my uncle and they were just venting about over the holidays how they hate all the new movies because it's all about like networking and social media and my grandma's like 83 so she doesn't understand it right so she's like oh these are the worst i don't want to watch it because i was like do you want to watch this with me and she's like no i will be honest and say that a note that i always hate in like this business is when people are like you know internet doesn't play well to screen and this was the first movie where I was like, okay, that's true. Because there wasn't a lot of good action. And there was so much room for good action here. And there was so much room for good scares. Like, there are other movies that have done the internet very well. Starving in Suburbia still stands out to me. You know what was a good one, too, is that cyberbullying movie. Oh, with Emily Osment or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, I've only I've seen that through, like trying to fall asleep to something on Netflix that might soothe me. Got it. Not really for me. I did think, though, as a backup for you, in case Mm. you didn't want to do this, maybe Sorority Wars with Lucy Hale, which is an an ABC family movie that got acquired by Lifetime. They play it on the the network. I'd like to know from you guys out there, do you consider that to be Lifetime-y enough? Because... If it's shown on a Saturday night, then... I I mean, I could fuck up. I've seen that movie, Sorority Wars. I've seen it over 200 times. I fell asleep to it every night for a calendar year. It was disgusting. I had a friend that I shared a Netflix account with, and like, when that movie started popping back up into You're lucky rotation, to one of those Netflix like memes that said, "Did you watch this show or movie this amount of times?" I think that's so rude when they do that. And like, yes, it is because I watch Sorority Wars so much. But like, I also <laughs> am just like low key, just be glad someone's using your service. I know when they're calling people out. Luckily, like that is, that's yeah, they do it anonymously where uh, they'll be like, and Spotify does it too. Like so and so listened to. Whatever song. There was one person that listened to your song on repeat for three days. And it's like, well, don't read the fuck out of someone like that, Spotify. Like, I'm just trying to, like, get through my breakup. Like, Jesus Christ, you know? Um, I don't really understand the point of that. It's like, this is why I don't trust you with my data. Like, you're even privately humiliating me. Like, you and I know it's <laughs> me, Netflix. It you, we though. know it's like, me. Imagine, though, you're, like, driving and else, or in your Uber and you see, like, a billboard. And it's like, so-and-so watched Sorority Wars this many times. I can drive, by the way, Albina. I know you can, but you just never drive anymore. I know you're capable of driving. You just don't have your license. You haven't renewed it. I have to renew my license. And now, snafu, you guys, my car just got recalled. And now I'm terrified of it. It means nothing. No, it does. Because I've had issues with it. The lights popping up since I bought it. Like, literally since I took it off the lot. I know you're like, eh. But when you pay $27,000 for a car, like, you're outright pretty much. You want to see that thing turn on seamlessly. I don't know, like, I have a car, and sometimes the low tire air goes on, and I'll just drive it, and, you know. You think I'm bitching about sometimes a low tire? No, this is, like, the fucking oil's always out, the lights are always on, and then I go pull into the place, and they're like, oh, no, it's fine, you You just hit a bump. Maybe get an American-made car. That's what my grandpa would tell you, get an American-made car, you didn't have these problems. Wow, Wow, grandpa, what the fuck? 
<laughs> so let's go straight into yeah. the good stuff after the Mar Vista logo. Well, whatever good could come after that. So we see images of a haunted, evil-looking den. Right away, you see it, you know something's wrong. There's little dolls in there. Kind of remind you of little Pretty Little Liars. Yeah, very Pretty Little Liars, very A-layer. I love that we're going there. You guys, if all those Pretty Little Liars or, fans out there who've been waiting for this episode, I have someone to relate to. It's like, no, but it's also very you. Oh, the show you, not me? No, the show you. Oh, yeah. You know, dude, I cannot get through the first, like, four episodes just because I feel like I know what happens. Same thing with 13 Reasons Why. Ready? Like, by episode six, I was like, like, I know she's going to pass away, dog. Like, that's the whole point of this show. My 13 Reasons Why, like, I just can't. Like, she was too weak. She was, it's just not for me, you know? (laughs) I wouldn't say that. I'm going to step away from that commentary. (laughs) No, but, like, it was just the portrayal of it, and it's not showing, like, these kids are so, kids are dumb, and it's like, they're watching this, and I I watched two episodes, I'm like, okay, I get it why there's all these Facebook groups against it. Like, I 100% understand it. But, I know, don't know. I you? would say that the last two tapes just bored me. And mm-hmm. so and and I'm saying I know I will like you. I did say to my friend Christina the other day, that's like the punishment, I think, for us as a society of having streaming shows is that we're like, give me the next episode. Just get to the point. Get to the end. Mm-hmm. My friends have already spoiled it on Twitter. I know this guy's going to be a psycho. Did you watch episode, season one? or, se- or se- I'm, I'm four episodes into season one and I've been okay, watching so it for a year. Season two, you'll never get into it then. Well, can I just finish season one slowly but surely? Hmm. Everyone's so hot for so season this, two. This is kind of like season, like you. But it's because there's nothing else to watch. There's no euphoria on. There's nothing. Winter break, what are you doing? Watching TV, you. But is that what this guy does in you? Is he has like a basement full of pictures of a girl? Kind of, yeah. But it's like, Okay. I don't want to give some spoiler alerts. So we're going through this creepy little downstairs den. And then all of a sudden we see this, this pop up on a computer it's a comment on a girl named love whitney and it's like hi whitney so then we go to the title web of lies totally normal title we're fine with it then we cut to the city scenes of a cloudy day there's people commuting all over massachusetts a woman named whitney is sitting in her car reading her instagram comments and she's very much someone who lives in her own world from an initial impression Like, she's sort of missing all the traffic that's going on around her. You know, her sister's really, her sister's literally sitting behind the wheel. She's handed a lot of responsibility over to her. So we find out it's Whitney's move-in day. She's moving back from L.A. Megan, her sister, reminds the movers that there's a spreadsheet for all of the boxes and where things should go in the house. She personally doesn't care, but her sister's a little anal. She also asks for the details on a muscular mover that they have. Um, she wants to know if he's single. What's his deal? While her sister is having this conversation, Whitney notices some creepy comments on her Insta. And she's distracted a moment later when a townie bro pulls up next to them and is rocking out in his car. Yeah, he's playing the air drums. And she's like, and they're, they're making fun of him. Kind of. They like look at each other and like oh. she's like, welcome home. And I'm sitting here like, dude, first of all, like that is not a, a classic townie move would be some guy just like yelling to his boy down the street. That's some Boston shit. That's like any Uber driver <laughs> jamming out in your car like that is far more L.A. than it is Boston. And then what about when she's like, uh, you got everything that I needed. My manager set everything that I need for this move and my Excel sheets. It's like they never never even talk about that after that, though. Right. I think they were just trying to be like, she's She's high profile. Well, also, she's organized. She's on top of everything. Like, yeah, I I would never expect a mover. One time I had 
I paid for movers to pack my boxes mm-hmm. for me and I will never do that again. It's been five years. I still don't know where fucking anything is. And I've accumulated more stuff in the process of trying to find those things. It's a nightmare. So I I appreciate her efforts, but I think it was sort of wasted. So they get to the nice little house. Again, it looks like it could be kind of anywhere in like upper middle to upper middle class Massachusetts. Her sister tells her that it's going to be a great new start for the both of them. So right as Whitney's about to walk into the house, she spots this hot guy who is actually genuinely hot. Oh, no, he's great. He's not lifetime hot either. He's like real hot. He's really hot. And like, I mean, how many times, Sammy, how many times have I sat here and been like, this guy's fucking hot? Almost never. They're always like disgusting. They're like L.A. fives. Always. Yeah. Yeah. This guy's like, oh, okay. Well, it's definitely heavy, like, Seventh Heaven romantic interest vibes from a lot of these guys. Do you remember the hot guy from Seventh Heaven that had a baby? Oh, um, Andrew Keegan. He started his own religion. Oh, good for him. In Santa Monica, and they got busted for having kombucha. They gave him a liquor license violation. Or who was the other guy that was on the show, too, and that played Jessica Bale's boyfriend? He was hot, too, and he was kind of tan. He was that was all- Andrew Keegan. No, there was another guy she dated, and he was in that show, I'll Be Home for, or in that movie, I'll Be Home for Christmas, with Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Do you remember him? That's Andrew Keegan. No, it's not. Well, then you look it up. I <laughs> so, anyway, inside the beautiful house, Whitney notices that the home feels the same as ever. It is so true about these old Boston homes. I'm sure everyone feels that way when they return home, but there's something so innately historical about Boston that when you walk into an old house in Boston, you're like, I'm fucking home, bitch. I know what this is. We know that she's planning a career in the online world. She can still influence from anywhere, basically. That's what we're starting to learn about this whole thing because she gets a call from LA from her manager, Maya. Let's hear this call. 345 to 442. Hi, Maya. What's up, with? Tell your manager to buzz off. She's ruining this moment. Does Megan not realize that she's on speakerphone? How's my Instagram star doing? <laughs> well, we're here. There's a bunch of boxes we still have to unpack. Sounds but great. I think- uh, wanted to give you a heads up. The Coriander people moved your photo shoot to Thursday. I updated your calendar and emailed you a new itinerary. Thanks. Am I seeing you at the housewarming party tomorrow night? There's going to be... Tons of social media influencers from Boston, and plenty of them are going to need some representation. So you better not bail. Of course I'll be there. And I'm bringing you a very special housewarming gift that I think you'll like. You cannot tease me like that. You know I hate surprises. See you tomorrow. Trust to impress, please. Bye. That gap between I'm bringing a surprise for you and yeah, you but- cannot surprise me like that. Like, what was you could watch the character trying to remember her line? Oh, I, they could have did a better take. Or you know what? I bet it was they were phone acting. Mm-hmm. Like that actress yeah. was not really on the phone, so she was just waiting too long, and it cut weird. Okay. The hardest thing for me at that moment was there was two things. So when she said, tell your manager to buzz off, I relate to that because most of the time when I call my client, their sibling or someone will be like, oh, my God, tell Vina to fuck off, but not right. buzz off. Be like, tell your caller back later because everything I always need to call my client, it's urgent. I need now. OK. Other thing is she's an influencer. Why is she dressed like that? Influencers don't dress like that. Like where she get her clothes at? Kohl's? OK, so let's go through. So she's wearing like I understood it. <laughs> I understood it. I To me, her style reminded me a lot of Stassi from Vanderpump Rules, where it's like she has this like pale blue silk cami on and sort of like a flowy 
Like, I kind of, I, I get what they're like going my, for. My sister dresses and she's like a mom and has two kids. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's like Lifetime's version of doing cool, but not quote unquote slutty. Okay. Like, I think that they wanted to keep her very Lauren Conrad, very wholesome, but it doesn't read like, yeah. cause they don't have that. There's no richness to it. You know what I mean? They're not borrowing coach. Well, yeah, there's jackets for the day and a headband, you know? <laughs> yeah. But I do want to talk about the and fact. And why is her manager coming all the way from L.A.? There you go. For this housewarming party. Like, that's what I, I love I want my to clients, but I will never fly for a housewarming party unless like, I don't know, like, but if my client's moving to Boston, like, I just like now. So and influ- there's going to be a ton of influencers that are going to need representation. I have clients. Not a single one of them would ever want me to sign another client. Right. Do you want your manager or agent to have more clients? I am nice. If someone asks me to reach out, if at my discretion, I'll mm-hmm. be nice. But I also expect my manager to use his discretion as well. Okay. And know that I'm reaching out probably because someone asked me to. Oh, okay. yeah. But I'll t- like and also at the end of the day, I'm an idiot and I have a very much more the merrier type of thought process where most people do not. No. And so that's like my own fault, my naivete. But I was thinking the exact same thing. Like if I moved back east, I would have to be in such a good financial position that I would know that my manager and agent would be like, you're fine. Like you can live there and do your job. Exactly. Whatever. But For most agents, when you leave L.A., that's like a sign of defeat. And granted, our star has a pretty good reason for moving home. You can technically influence from anywhere. It is important to have influencers all over the world because it can't every not every Instagram picture can look the same. But still, unless Whitney is bringing her in millions of dollars a year, which we know Mm -hmm. she's not because of something that comes up later. There's no reason why an agent would ever fly to Boston, Mm -hmm. to the sticks, to go visit some girl who's having a house party with allegedly other influencers. Like, where'd you get these? Is there like an influencer Facebook group that you're like, hey, guys, I'm an influencer in town. Come to my house. It sounds I mean, that's what it seems like, because she talks about this whole sort of fake world that she's in. But I'm also like, well, then. But there's always a grounding connection within that fake world. Yeah. You know, like maybe all the other people are a little bit more fake or tangential or of convenience, Mm -hmm. but you always have one friend that holds you down unless something's wrong with you. So there's that. But Megan surprises her, um, her sister by showing her her dad's chair that's up in the office. They saved the... Can we talk about, wait, that they panel to like a family photo. So then we know like mom and dad are dead. Yeah, you see that like she she just stops. And it's a one photo. No, you're right. That picture is important because it will come up later. But the sister like is basically like it's been a long time, huh? They'd be so proud of us. Yeah, I missed it here. And so they're obviously in this reminiscing mood. We're establishing sort of that Megan is the sister that stayed behind. Yeah, I always assume Megan was the older sister Me throughout too. this movie. But for we find sure. out later at the very end that she's the younger sister. But Megan has uh, surprised her sister with their dad's chair. The sister was like, you held on to this? And it's like, dude, that is like dad's favorite chair. Like, mm-hmm. that would be psycho if your sister threw that out without telling you. They have this whole illustrious history but, okay. of being jealous of who gets to sit in, in the, the chair. chair. But my question is, if that's their family home. Right. That they moved into. So out of everything, they were like, fuck it. Let's get rid of all of mom and dad's shit besides this picture and this chair and this one box. I think most of the furniture in the home is still there. No, it's not. When they move in, it's like basically. So in the beginning, it's like all empty. Like it's that's the only thing they kept was the chair and the box. 
And I'm going to choose to believe that that was a set dressing issue. Okay. Because I refuse to believe that these girls bought a house full of like sort of worn looking furniture like during for the party (laughs) scene. You know what I mean? Like I'm assuming that somehow they must. But the house is very empty too. So the. It's very so Boston, very the- tall ceilings, very like yeah. airy. Okay, got you it. know, like it's not those homes aren't as like they're warm yeah. inside when everything's like cheered up and warm, but they're also just like big. But if their parents died, wouldn't like all their stuff still be there? I think their stuff was supposed to be there, but that was some sort of like okay, got it error. Okay, that it looked so sparse in the living room. I yeah. think that that was a mistake. Okay. Because they were just trying to show all the boxes, but in doing that, what they also did was they erased all the furniture. <laughs> Got it. And then all of a sudden we're at a party and these girls have a fully furnished home. Got it. Right? But she kept the seat. She kept a bunch of the yearbooks. Mm-hmm. They're sort of reminiscing about how things were back in the day. And um, they're ready to make some new memories. So Megan tells Whitney, you know what? We should travel. We should make some new memories. Mm-hmm. And Whitney is like, listen, I want to work my ass off, make some connections on the East Coast, grow my brand out and save for my kids' college fund. And she's like, you don't even have kids. And she's like, no, my two hypothetical kids I'm saving for their college fund. And I find it very interesting at this moment. I start to question Megan right away because Megan's like, I'll quit my job. We'll go on vacation. And it's, I mean, you know from working with so many people that when someone starts to make money, their whole family starts to think they make money. So right away, (laughs) my brain starts to give this movie a lot of credit. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, the family's getting greedy. Like, they they feel entitled to a piece of her pie. Yeah. They think she's rich because she has Instagram followers. Yeah. And she also... But she's like, has issues too. Like, I'm going to move and expand my brand. And it's like... First of all, I'm tr- I still can't figure out what kind of influencer she is. Right. I'm like, what what is your specialty? Are you a makeup blogger or are you a DIYer? Do you make slime? There's so many different you have to be like a specific influencer. Like what is her vertical? I think she is I think what they're t- trying to tell us is a vertical which we know isn't is like Lauren Conrad. Like I really think that just Lauren Conrad basic white girl. 100% beige like just, you know, this is a lip gloss. This is vegan. Mm. Sometimes I do this like that is 100 percent who she's supposed to be. So um, Whitney says that she thinks that um, she should go talk to the new neighbor outside. His name's Mike. She said, maybe we should warn him about the party we're having tomorrow. It's going to be a rager. Yeah. And Megan's like, I think he's single. He's pretty cute. He moved across the street to be with his mom, who's basically an invalid. And she was like, oh, yeah, I saw him bringing in a woman who looked barely conscious. Okay, that's really sweet of him. Like, so Mm -hmm. they've decided that a good way to go talk to him is to go tell him about the party. So Whitney's making a little video for her followers, a little check-in vlog. And then um, there's a doorbell. Ding dong. It's Mike, 729 to 1030. Okay, so I know you guys are sick and tired of me talking about my move home to Boston. And I know, I know, I know, I've been totally oversharing. But I'm finally here. <laughs> I'm going to be working with local boutiques and shooting with local photographers, and I just can't wait to show you what's next. Ow. Hi. <laughs> Hi. I wanted to come over and say hello. I'm Mike. Vincent. I'm Whitney. Sadler. Yeah. Yeah, I... 
saw you pull up this morning. Not that I was watching you. That that kind of sounded weird. Um, nothing creepy. Okay. Uh, you need any help with anything? Furniture or TVs? Oh, God, no, no, I wouldn't impose. No, it wouldn't be a problem. I work at the hardware store. I do home repair stuff on the side. Good to know. <laughs> yeah. I was actually gonna tell you that I'm I'm having a party tomorrow. Tomorrow night, it's a housewarming thing, and I didn't want to disturb you and your... My mom. Mm. Yeah, Kathy. Uh, no, no, don't don't worry about us. The, the noise won't bother us, especially not her. She, she hasn't been doing so well lately. Oh, I'm sorry. But, no, it's... Plus, it'll bring some excitement to the block. That'll be fun. Oh, I don't know <laughs> if I'll bring any excitement. I, uh, I actually grew up here, in this house. Really? Yeah. What brought you back? Um, new beginnings, I guess. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. You know, if you wanted, you could swing by the party tomorrow. Oh, yeah? Yeah. There's going to be a bunch of people here. A lot of social media influencers, if that's your sort of thing. No, not too much, to be honest. I don't really keep up with the Facebook or Insta-tweet. <laughs> Insta-tweet? The Vine. <laughs> the Vine, I think. No, uh, well, it used to be. Yeah. That's really nice you're disconnected from that world. I live in it because it's my job, and it's it's exhausting. Seems that way. I should get back. Okay. Uh, I'll see you at the party tomorrow. I wouldn't miss it. Nice to meet you, Mike. He looks like he's a Leo. Like, he looks like he's trouble and that he loves to fuck. <laughs> You know what I mean? Right they, away. That, he's just like hot. He just has like, I think he's one of those guys that'll have chemistry with like anybody. Exactly. I think Be- it's like. Because she just didn't bring it to the, like, that scene. She was very, her delivery was just not there. But his was like, okay, he's a good guy. It's on. Even though like, yeah, just he, he had his eyes. It's like, yeah. Okay. And his smile. And he also was doing a little bit of like light lip biting. Mm-hmm. Like he definitely, you were seeing that. He works at a hardware store, like, so he's good with his hands. Mm-hmm. But we have to say, as much as that used to be a very attractive thing, like, I would say 10 years ago, it would have been ideal for me to date a guy that's like, Twitter? No way. Like, I don't do that. Facebook? No way. You have nothing in, yeah, you can't. But know. at this point in my life, like, if there's a guy that doesn't even act like social media is a thing, I'm like, you're weird. Yeah. Like, or you're lying. Yeah, that's true. That's true. The Insta tweet, like, oh, that's so funny. It's like, come on. We My do. grandma knows what Twitter is. She knows what Insta- Snapchat is. Like, and she she has a flip phone and she knows all those things. I think it, it gave it away when he said Vine because I was like, so you know Vine, but we're post Vine. Because, like, Vine, you could have blinked and you missed it, you yeah. know? But he, he just, he's heard of Vine. I think he, I think the man's guilty, Your Honor. Yeah. Okay. So Whitney sleeps in her bed, but she wakes up when she gets a message that says, Whitney, you look so pretty when you sleep. She calls Meg, but no one answers. So she creeps towards the hallway 
of course, doesn't turn a fucking light on, starts mm-hmm. being like, hello, hello. Mm-hmm. I never understand why people say hello in a normal speaking well, voice when calling into an empty house. I don't get it either. It drives me nuts. And I'm, I wouldn't go look for it. I'm like, you know what? Let it come to my room. They want to come get me. They can come to my room. I'm not going to go and try to like save my house or anything. As long as my dogs are with me, I'm not going to. No. First things first, you even the playing field and you turn the fucking lights on. <laughs> okay. So this is what I know. So she's walking down the stairs. Did you notice how bright it was? It's the outside street lights coming in. Yeah. It was so bright, though. Like yeah. you could tell they put like a tarp and they tried to make it look night. It was just so bright when she was like the contrast just wasn't there. No, I know. It actually to me, I did buy it, though, is like it being a bright streetlight through one of the glass okay, front doors my, that they have. Here's in Boston. my thing is, why does she have her notifications on? It, that makes no sense. She, and only for that person. It's like, oh, let me have my notifications on my phone. If you're a real influencer, your notifications are off because your phone would just be out of control. Crazy. Right. So that's one part. I'm like, OK, her post notifications are from just one person okay another case against whitney so she finally gets down to the kitchen and she says hello and then all of a sudden we hear the sound of static and electricity which at first sounds like some sort of clue that something's Mm -hmm. about to happen but they just use that effect sort of throughout the music i guess to make it feel more cyber it's (laughs) megan downstairs listening to music on her headphones she said she's up because she wanted a snack and then we hear like from the a door closing on the other side of the house and she goes huh I must have forgotten to shut the door when I got home. That bugged me because I'm like, you two idiots are running around in this big house by yourself. Let's not have accidents like that and be so casual about it. Just go make sure the door is locked. Right. But whatever. If they weren't idiots, we wouldn't have a movie. So (laughs) Megan's like, go to bed, scaredy cat. So I will also say one thing that you forget about living in these houses when you don't live in them anymore is on the East Coast in particular, the houses settle in a way that all night long there's like creaks and cracks and you think there's people like walking all over your house. There's that too. I just wanted to throw that out there. She vlogs about a new lip, a new lip whip. That's what she calls it that she's obsessed with. It's gluten-free, vegan, organic, and perfect. Ugh, that just that whole scene, I'm just like, oh God. It, well, because it's go back to LA. It's also like, who are you playing to? Like I felt the same so, way when she was doing that little like update. I know I overshare. Like, cause after at the end of it, she turns off her video and she just puts her hands down by her side while she's waiting for the doorbell to ring. And I'm like, this girl is like so type A. Why doesn't she have anything to do after sending this phone? Or are they trying to, to this video or are they trying to send us a message that like she's really bored? I didn't under I, that I don't didn't line up. I couldn't understand that either. That's what I'm like, what kind of blogger is she? Or, or I'm sorry, we don't call them bloggers anymore. Influencer. What is she like? I just I couldn't. I just don't like Whitney. Yeah, not a fan. So we go to her party that night at the house. Pretty people stand around taking pictures and looking at their phones. Whitney pours herself a glass of wine in the kitchen when Maya comes up behind her. Now, Maya is basically dressed like she is a mom on her daughter's graduation night, and she just rented out Bootsy Bellows. Like, she looks like she's ready. Not even Bootsy Bellows. I don't even know. That outfit is the worst outfit. Like, it's very OC Housewives goes to an L.A. club like. OK. All right. Which, by the way, I forgot that in Boston, we really do dress like this in the winter. Like bitches be coming out in like the strapless dress um, or whatever. That's everywhere. I my neighbors in like in 20 degree snowy weather. My na- my two neighbors. They're these two girls. I can't figure out if they're influencers or not. I don't know their names. This is L.A. We don't know our neighbors names. And. I will see them and it's 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 been getting cold in LA. We're like at 45, 50 and they're in 
no jacket, short dresses, and they're outside waiting for their Uber. They're like, it's so cold. I'm like, put on a fucking jacket. Girl, we used to go fucking tight free, nylon free, in, yeah. in a foot and a half of snow to a party with heels on, like just shivering in our little <laughs> coats, like on the way to a party. Like, I forgot because when I first saw this, I was like, no way in Boston. Yeah. And then I was like, no, a hoe never gets cold. Like, you have to show up to That's a party. True. Hoes don't get cold. So let's play this little clip. Just finding out. Let's let's take a guess, you guys. How much money can Whitney be making if she's going to fly from L.A. to Boston to attend a house party? Really? Let's play 1325 to 1646. Maya! Oh, my gosh. I'm so happy you're here. Love the place. It's a little far from LA, but... Oh. Luke. Whitney. What are you doing here? Hey, look at you. Wow. Told you I had a surprise wow. for you. Surprise. Yeah. Surprise. Maya and I have been cooking up something so special, and I know you're going to love it, but I want to... Oh, God, sorry. Uh, Lucas, this is my sister, Megan. Megan, well, nice to meet you. As Lucas was saying, he and I have been talking for the past couple weeks, and I think you'll find he has a very interesting proposal. I got the endorsement deal with H2 Almond, the new almond water. That's huge. They were a top seller in the market last year. That's right, and they want me to headline their new online ad campaign. That's amazing. It is, but they want to pair me with someone, like a female counterpart. I don't know, but I recommended you. Me? Yeah, look, I know, I know sponsored <laughs> content isn't necessarily very cool, but it is an easy way to make a ton of money, and, you know, I'm just a big fan of your work. That's unbelievably kind. And just to be clear, it is an unbelievable amount of money. <laughs> this sounds like something we should celebrate, a toast to H2 Almond. There we go. Can I get you a beer or no, wine no. or... I don't drink, but thank you. <laughs> so what do you say, Whitney? Can I think about it? No, yeah, of course. That's fine. I, I get it. They're probably going to want to know something sooner than later, though, so... Okay. Uh, tomorrow night, are you free? We can grab a drink or dinner. Let's grab dinner. Dinner. Right, <laughs> yeah. No, I can do dinner. Dinner's perfect. I gotta take this next one. Hi, it's Lucas. Hey, what's going on? What was that? Lucas has 8.8 million followers. He can open all sorts of doors for you. Landing on his feet alone can double your impact. It's a huge move. I know it would do a lot for my brand, but it's just a whole other level of exposure. And that is a good thing. Whitney, I, I get that you have had some issues. Those weren't issues. She had stalkers in L.A. I have seen plenty like them. They're just trolls. Wyatt, this wasn't just a troll. This guy found out where I lived and then took photographs of me in my apartment. I'm sorry. Whitney, you know that I just want what's best for you, but you have already moved 3,000 miles east of Relevant for a fresh start. I just don't want to see you miss out on an opportunity like this one because of some troll living in his mom's basement. Especially now that you have moved all the way across the country. I know, I know. Whit, I mean, you've been really blessed in this life, but one of these days you're going to lose something awesome. Because you were too scared to leap before you look. Okay, believe in your instincts. I do. I'm going to go get another drink. She's not wrong. 
this okay. scene is it just okay. So first, can I just comment on the sister's outfit? Yes. She's wearing a crop top, leather jacket. It looks like her hair wasn't washed. It's ridiculous. Like you wouldn't let your friend out of the house like that, let alone then, be like, yeah, be in a movie. And then why is this guy showing up in a suit? He has a coat on. So it. let's get into Lucas. So okay. Lucas is played by Lance A. Williams. I'm getting big theater energy from him. Do you know what I mean? Like he's sort of on that vibration level where you're just like, is he gay? Is he yeah. theater? I don't know. Maybe it's both. He also gives me a little bit of a Jesse Smollett vibe. Do you see what oh, I mean? I like exactly. when he was on Empire, yeah, when yeah. he was a credible actor, like he has a little bit of that vibe <laughs> as well. H2 Almond is literally perfect. Like I always come up against major issues with these movies and like the things that they wind up sticking to. H2 Almond is actually fucking iconic. I feel like if they spent most of their time writing this movie working on H2 Almond, it was worth it. Yeah. That's, I mean, it's perfect. I don't know what Whitney was doing to earn money if she wasn't doing sponsored content. That's okay. That's what I was trying to figure out too. And the fact that her manager is pushing on someone that has 8.8 million followers on her too. Like what it can do for her brand. But what is her brand? That's what I can't figure out. Right. And you said like, obviously basic white girl is her brand, you know, or what is it called? Uh, Christian, Christian autumn girl. Oh, is that what? It, oh, my God. That is fucking hilarious. <laughs> yes. Is that what that's called yeah, now? Christian call Autumn Girl. Girl. Haven't you seen like the pictures? No, of- I mean, I've never heard it put that way. But like, yes, yeah. it conjures up a very specific a image so- of like a blonde Mormon girl in leaves with like her PSL and uh-huh. some Uggs. Yeah. yeah. Or Michael Kors purse. The mm-hmm. whole whole thing we have to stand yeah okay so that's that's what her brand is we're gonna go by it's absolutely wild to me that this influencer flew to boston to entice her to share a sponsorship with him well we'll see that a bit later where he has a shoot tomorrow too so well well, we will get to that but i'm just saying that like the whole premise that maya has flew this man across the country to engage with her about a business deal as a surprise like no manager would, would be like, let's just dry run this. She's let's see how she's going to handle it. Let's Come. just say that she's not well, a good manager. Well, she's pushing a, like she's pushing someone with 8.8 million followers. If I told my client, like, well, this person has 8.8 million followers, my clients would be like, well, go fuck yourself. And why don't you go manage them? Because I'm not dealing with that. Like, they just would not. If I was the manager, I wouldn't even have gotten on the plane if I didn't know she was going to say yes. Yeah. Like, especially with this girl seemingly, where the fuck is her revenue coming from? if She's not doing sponsorships. But I started to realize, like, oh, maybe Maya is really hard up. Maybe she's, like, super desperate and Whitney is all she has. And so she's just, like, trying to pull these strings and make something happen. True. It could be her own. Out of thin air, you know, because it it does seem like it's very much out of thin air. I wrote that I don't think in this scene that Megan has her sister's best interest at heart. I think she will come out supportive. This is what I wrote in my notes. But right now I'm seeing a lot of her looking for a free vacation, higher profile stuff. Very interesting when Lucas said he doesn't drink. The way that Megan, Whitney's sister, offered him a drink when she was like can i get you a beer or something the way he looked at everyone he's like no thank you i don't drink and then he looked at everyone in the room like this guy huh like this (laughs) offering me a fucking drink at a party can you imagine and i just wrote in my notes like if his sobriety doesn't wind up being a thing i don't know what i'm gonna do because when someone expects everyone in a room to know they're not drinking that they don't drink i expect them to historically have a huge issue with alcohol or their dad died very young and everyone knows this is a part of their story or this, that, or the other thing. The last thing I expected was for this to just be sort of such an offensive thing, but yet 
not apparently that offensive. I don't know. Why are we supposed to know about Lucas? Well, there's no answer to that question. So there's this kind of weird dude at the party who's staring at the family picture of them. He's, you know, I'm I'm bookmarking him visually right now. Mike comes over with flowers for the party, and Whitney offers him a drink. Mike and Whitney are having a conversation at the piano later. They're really hitting it off. They take a selfie together. And then we and cut then she to, posts it. She does post it. So that's when you know she doesn't have a brand, because no influencer would post anybody up on their feed, their their story, like nothing. That's just... Not even edited, no face to, no filters. Like, yeah. And this was only 2018 that this was made. This, yeah, this isn't, isn't like, like, this isn't 16. This is 18. 18, we had face to two already. You, yeah, you have to know 16 is a big year on the curve. You yeah. know what I mean? If it was 16, maybe I could buy that. Me too. Um, so now they're talking on the stairs a little bit later. He's got his arm around her. She tells him that between them, she hates these kind of parties. Mm-hmm. She has to do these kind of things for work, but she's not that into it. It's not real. So then Maya rushes over and tells Whitney that the sink has exploded and it's blowing water everywhere. Mike Mike is immediately up. He's to the rescue. Don't even say another word. Whitney gets a message on her phone that says the red dress is stunning. Yes. Suddenly she realizes how many people are there that she doesn't know. And she starts looking around and like every single guy that passes in her view all of a sudden is making really intense eye contact with her. It's really sinking in with her that she doesn't know any of these new people that are in her house, which... Listen, I also want to say Maya is really tone deaf to the whole stalker thing. She has literally pushed that aside three times in that conversation where she was like, no, you don't understand. A man was in my house taking photos of me. And she's like, listen, at the end of the day, you can't let these trolls in their mom's basement. And and I'm like, Maya, there was a man in her fucking house. Like, you know, that's some that's when we're not in the mom's basement anymore. We're in the fucking house. So. This oddly lit shot of her back pops up. It almost looks like it's from a different movie. And we see a male hand just like sort of grace her back. Right away, I'm going to say that there's a skin tag or something on her back that they didn't make up or blur out. And so you just sort of see a skin tag, then a hand. Yeah. And then it's just Mike. He's fixed the sink. He says he had to save the guy who was drowning, trying to take a bathroom selfie. He's doing a little social media humor. Yeah. Um, Lucas and Megan emerge from the living room. He's laughing a bit too loud as he and Megan approach Whitney to say that he's leaving. So that's what you're going to hear when this laugh starts. It's absolutely absurd. I can't tell if Lucas and Megan are having a kiki, if they're about to go fuck tomorrow, (laughs) if I don't know what has happened, if he's cut her in on the H2 Almond deal, but he's laughing a little too loud before he leaves. 1922 to 2113. You're too much. Whitney, I got to get out of here. I got to shoot in the morning. Okay, well, get your beauty sleep. What's up, man? Mike. Whitney's neighbor. Nice to meet you, Mike. Um, So I'll see you soon. Can't wait. Maya? I'll walk you out. So I'm going to assume he's a big Instagram guy. Good assumption. Hey, Whitney. I love your content. Thanks. Greg. I'm Greg. Actually, could I get a selfie? (laughs) Thank you so much. This is perfect. I'm sorry, what's your handle? I don't think I know you. 
Oh, I, uh, I came with someone, one of your guests. I'd love a follow back, though. Who'd you come with? Um, Lucas. I came with him, and uh, I chilled with him most of the night. Yeah, he already left. Did he? <laughs> Shoot. Well, um, I better catch up with them. You have a lovely home, Whitney. I'm sorry, what was your handle again? Why, are you gonna give me a follow back? Yeah, sure. Any friend of Lucas's is a friend of mine. <laughs> oh, you're so funny, Whitney. I'm so glad we're friends. You're so pretty and your hair is... Hey, man, you need to chill out. Oh, Jesus, relax, man. <laughs> I don't ever want to see you near her again. You understand me? Get the hell out of here. Hi, Whitney. You okay? You're, you're bleeding. I'm fine. Are you all right? Yeah, I'm fine. So let's go over some stuff. First of all, Megan, I think, is right away. I'm like, I kind of like her in this moment. Okay. She's, she, she clocks the hand that Mike has on Whitney's back and is like, she's very observant. Excuse me? Like, get, why the fuck is your arm around my sister like that? You're the she, neighbor. She's the one that said he's single. She's regretting that already. Mm-hmm. Um, she didn't realize how to heart Whitney take, takes things. Yeah. Okay. Now, that guy, that is like a Boston gay. He would never be interested in, like, he would never fangirl over Whitney. That was the moment I knew something was, was wrong. Yeah, you could tell. He's was- a Martha's, like, we need a, a, Whitney would go along with someone who summers in Martha's Vineyard. The Hamptons Mm -hmm. like that. She's like this, you know, sort of virginal blonde blah Mm -hmm. something. Right. And less interesting because she's not from money, which I think is like usually the X factor in scenes like that. If you're going to like a preppy, pretty girl like that, she has to be from money. This man, I cannot imagine for a second. Like if if that man walked into my party, I'd be like, oh, he's here for me. Right. That that guy's here to stalk me because that we're each other's kind. Right. But if if I was Whitney and that man walked into my party, I'd be like, oh, this has to be a setup. That man is not interested in me. This man does not check my Instagram. Yeah. No. Like right away, you kind of know your type right out there in the universe. You yeah. can always find the person that's in you. But anyway, so this all went really fast. I will say that the fight scene is kind of hilarious no, because it's... the guy threw up his elbow to Mike and then all of a sudden Mike just has him like nailed up against the wall. It was the most fake movie fighting I've ever seen. <laughs> Whitney asks Mike after if she thinks that she should call, if he thinks that she should call the police, but he says the guy won't bother her again. How does he know? He tells Whitney that he knows all those karate moves because he was a chubby kid that got bullied a lot. Mm -hmm. So he went and learned karate and he became really obsessed with it. And she was like, yeah, I would say you're obsessed with it. Like probably went overboard. Mike offers to teach her a little bit of self-defense. Teaches her some moves. This is very like in lieu of a, oh, you don't know how to shoot pool sort of thing. Yeah, where me, it's like, yeah, let, me let me come me, up behind you. Or and, like when they're playing basketball at like an arcade. Like, mm-hmm. you know, here, no, you got to go like this with your wrist. I will give them like a slight props for the reinvention of the wheel on that one. Yeah, I, that's true. You know, because also Whitney played it like she didn't know it was going to get that flirty. When they like have I think, so much chemistry in that scene. Oh, yeah. No, totally. I know. But at the same time, we have to I think that Whitney has to work for this character to work. She has to be naive. She has to be coming from a place where she doesn't realize he's hitting on her till. Oh, my God. Karate move. Your arms are around me. 
So she's like, hey, your nose is bleeding again because it was bleeding inside. He says, Ugh, same thing that happened in middle school when I tried to talk to cute girls. He tells Whitney that they had an amazing time at the party that night and he'd love to help her so clean up tomorrow. But I didn't understand when he says like, oh, he gets a bloody nose when he talks to cute girls. Is that like a nervous thing? I think that he was just being like, oh, like this is why I don't get anywhere with girls. Oh, like I'm was, always okay. like, I'm always like bleeding on myself. Like, you know, Maybe, full of wet I, towels in my pants part, from like, the maybe he does cocaine but i was like it's lifetime they don't really dig it into drugs unless it's like pills e, well they do drugs but it would just be a wild leap yeah. for this i mean i would love that would spice this movie the fuck up if she fell in love with the, some boston cokehead pathological liar right. but like unfortunately it's much less interesting than that <laughs> <laughs> it would be actually really exciting if this guy was doing coke. But yeah, so he tells Whitney he had an amazing time that he'd love to help her come clean up tomorrow. So this is classic. You know, when you see it, you're thrilled when it's happening to you. But then you look back and you're like, oh, my God, that was psycho. He's like, I'll help you clean up tomorrow. Or maybe we can have a bottle of wine for dinner or hang out or something after that. I might not live up to your L.A. standards, but I have pretty good taste. So he's like love bombing her off yeah. the bat. Like if he can't see her at lunch, he'll see her right. at dinner Anytime or he wants after. To yeah. It, Name a place and he'll you be there. You have a half an hour. Like that's Just really. Just give me a shot. Anytime. So um, she's like, you know what? I'd like that because that's always the response. Always the response. I'd like it makes me sick. Mike has this wicked grin on his face as he walks off, which at the time looks hot. In retrospect, evil. But it's okay. I mean, it's an well, he's an evil cutie, but I mean, wouldn't it be nice if that was sincere? But he's into her at least. Alvina, how <laughs> fucking low. Like literally that depressed me more than anything else you could have said to that. He is not into her. He's a psycho. He likes Spoiler her. Spoiler alert, you guys. No, he doesn't like her. All right, well, we'll get into it. <laughs> Fuck. I, that is that's actually going to depress me for the rest of the podcast. If you guys if I start crying in the next 10 <laughs> minutes, that's just bookmark that. So the next morning, um, Megan's picking up after the party and she spots Mike's jacket on the chair and she looks just fucking disgusted yes. when she picks up. She's like, Ugh. so I'm like, I know where she's going. She's going to go do that sister thing. Now, I want to say before this scene starts, I'm genuinely forgetful and clumsy. Like, all of these things that people say when they're like, oh, people only leave stuff behind oh, because no. they want to see you. I forget everything No, everywhere. I, like, I've left things at people's houses Wallets, for years. Keys, you, jackets, shoes. There's probably three people listening to this who have individual pairs of my glasses at their home and have not, can, like, brought that to my attention. Like, I have left so many things at so Me many too. people's houses over my life. Without any, uh, sometimes most of the time, hoping not to see them again. My sister has a part I can't say in I get, a closet at her house of just stuff that I forget every time I'm over. Right. So I will say that this is like one of the things that I don't love as a generalization, but I do love in this scene as a sister. And two, just like I'm clumsy, and so a lot of times people like assume that you're doing it for like attention, or you can't possibly be that clumsy, or like there, you're, there's something wrong with fight. you. What do you think he's going to be like, oh, my jacket? Yeah, no. So let's go to this clip, 2415 to 2547, a confrontation. Oh, I thought... Be Whitney. Yeah. Done the whole leave behind move plenty of times when I wanted to see somebody the next day. 
Thanks. You don't need to explain anything. I get it. I mean, Whitney's awesome. Yeah, she's definitely something. All right, well, I'm not going to beat around the bush here. Whitney means everything to me, so... So you wanted to come over and make sure that I wasn't a jerk? I was going to say closet creep, but... Seriously, my sister... Her line of work invites a lot of strangers into her life. I mean, she's had to deal with some legit weirdos. And she might act like it doesn't bother her, but it does. So I want to make sure that she's not going to get hurt offline. Well, I won't be hurting anyone. Well, what about the guy last night? Well, you want me to apologize for protecting your sister? No, I just want you to make sure it's not a common occurrence. I can promise you it won't be. Look, I understand that you want to protect your sister. And if I've done anything to upset her or you, it was not my intention. You haven't. I'm sorry. I just want my sister to be happy. You can agree on that. Okay. You know, I'm such a fucking idiot. I just put together something huge. What? She's supposed to be Jessica Chastain in The Fighter. I don't know who that is, but okay. The Fighter, the movie about the boxer in Boston and all the white okay. trash, okay. Lowell, yeah. Massachusetts. Because if you notice, they always have black eyeliner Dope, sick on love. Her. What? They yeah. They always have black eyeliner So that's, yes. And by the way, there's nothing wrong with that. I love a little fucking up, uptown, downtown eyeliner, okay? <laughs> like I used to, my mom would be like, go back upstairs and put your eyeliner on. It brings out your eyes. It's pretty with, when you put your eyeliner on. Okay. So we have to, I have to really give props to this because I had a whole emotional renaissance while we were watching this clip. I think that it was actually a very powerful choice that they decided to not have any of these actors attempt Boston accents because I, yeah, they're just giving a nod to it. But she really can. The actress who yeah. plays Megan really can because she does Boston movies. I mean, yeah. if she was in Ted, I'm pretty sure she can do a good Boston yeah. accent. I feel like that's a defining hiring quality. And she's from Marblehead, you know? So anyway. So, okay, this is my I question. W- oh, okay. Ask me your question. Well, I'm trying to figure out. So, okay, that's their childhood home they moved back into. Mm-hmm. How do they not know more people if that's their hometown? That's what I'm a bit confused about. If the sister's there, it's like, wouldn't they know who this guy is across the street? Like, if they grew up there, like, that's their hometown. Like, I know the people who live across the street from me growing up. Yeah, this was a huge problem with this movie, especially because in Boston, like, you have neighbors. Like, you know everyone who lives on the street. Do you know your neighbors? Not in L.A. I mean, I know his name's Mike and his wife's name is Jessica, but like, that's literally it. All I know is. And now you have everything you need to know to kill me. But like when you were growing up in a neighborhood, right? You knew, oh, Mr. and Mrs. Donahue, John and Mary Donahue, like so and so and so and so. So I was like Like, super nosy. So I wanted to know. I knew everything about all my neighbors. But also, like, didn't your parents just, like, refer to them conversationally? Like, for me, it was hard Mm -hmm. to believe that there could be a street, a suburban Boston street where. These two sisters lived and grew up with their parents and they didn't know the family across the street. Like, that would be my first question. You know, the kids like I grew up in California, so it's a little bit different. Like our relationship with our neighbors, like we don't have block parties and everyone hangs out like that whole vibe. But if they had kids, we knew who they were because whether they were our friends or not, we probably went to school with them or they went to 
I grew up in a small town in California too, like an hour and out, outside of LA. You went to church together. You went to after Some, school. You would know so, yeah. somebody would know somebody. You know, yeah. So the fact that they don't know this guy and they don't like ever be like, oh, I just it. I don't understand. Yeah, you're right. That was a huge flaw in the movie that sat with me the whole time because that was the main realistic flaw with this. Yeah. Can I also say that there was another little Lifetime movie slash bad movie trope in this movie where the guy who met her sister 24 hours ago is standing there telling her that they both have her best interest in mind. He's like, well, don't worry. I've got Whitney's best interest in mind. She's like, good, because I have her best interest in mind. And he's like, and I as well have her. And I'm like, you guys don't even like what I would never. Well, I'd be like, excuse me. I, this is where I get real tripped up with people because sometimes I'm like, no, 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 no. You are taking the order of human relationships wildly out of order and then com- comparing the two. Like, that's insane. That's like saying your mom cares about you as much as your second cousin. Well, like, it's just not. Like, I would never even go to my brother-in-law who has been with my sister since I was 13 to say, do you have best interests in mind? I have her best interests. Like, no, like. That's really like aggressive to be the younger sister to be like, I'm watching her back because she's had a stalker. Well, it's also a little keys to the store, as I refer to it, where I'm like, if you're so concerned about your sister's safety, why are you basically going over there and giving him a playbook on how to get to her? Because like, essentially, she's like, you can wear my sister down to basically nothing by just like showing up and taking pictures in her general area and freaking her out and like you have complete access to do all of that through the bedroom windows like you know what i mean like she basically just gave him the keys to the store like he's gonna shake that house down there's not gonna be anything left you know it's real fucked up so when he's eating her cereal when Megan comes back home and Megan's like, yeah, I just uh, was returning Mike's jacket that he left. And Whitney's mad that her sister did the whole interrogation speech. And she says that she did it out of love. And she goes, well, plenty of people do awful things out of love. Is that what she, is that where she's making her money? The quotes? Oh, maybe she's a, one of those um, poets, the Instagram poets. I think that could be it. Maybe that's when he says, I love your content. You know, Lucas said that in the scene when he set left. Mm hmm. You know who would love an inspirational quote on Instagram? You. Jesse Smollett. <laughs> no, I'm saying like, I'm saying that I think yeah. that this character was like based off of him. I I'm getting to the energy is yeah. so similar where yeah, it's just you. like a little showman-y. Like mm-hmm. you're getting a little bit of a showman. Yeah. You're getting a little bit of like justified cockiness. Then you're getting a little layer of cockiness where I'm like, supposed to you're be? going a little out of control here. Um, like mid thirties. I think they're no, no. I would say that they're probably supposed to be more like 25. Well, no, I know. They don't look 25, especially by L- that's not a- that's an L.A. 35. Yeah, that's what I said. Like, and she came from L.A. So I assume like, oh, she's like L.A. And Lucas seems old, like okay. 39. Can I give you a little homework assignment? Mm-hmm. I want you to take all of the men that you've named that look like him, the two, the three of us that have brainstormed, but mostly you. You're coming out of the woodwork with some like real dark horses, actually, Like where I'm like, whoa, that does kind of look like him. The fuck? We're going to compile a little collage when okay. this movie goes up and be like, you know, this is a combination of all these bays. Do yeah. people still still say bay? Is that social media trending? You know what? I don't. I haven't hey, seen Albina, bay on TikTok. Is bay trending? I haven't seen it on TikTok, so I don't no. think the kids use it anymore. Adderall was trending today. Hmm. Well, our president apparently blows lines of it. 
But, you know, and then in the Adderall community, they're all upset because they're saying, hey, I'm genuinely prescribed Adderall. Don't put that on me. And to them, I say, dog, we are not invalidating your situation with drugs. That is by your doctor's discretion. Okay. What we are saying is that I think Donald's taking some 30 milligram concertas and shoving them up his nose with a faulty prescription. I mean, does Trump really give you ADD vibes or like coked out panicked vibes? Because I see coked out panic. Honestly, he's just, there's going to, He's just old and he just reminds me of an old dude that like I have so many I know so many old people that talk. Well, just the like dementia him. doesn't help anything. Yeah, like they just he just talks like an old man that just I don't I'm know. just going to say, does it seem like a fidget spinner would cure what's going on? with no, Donald Trump. No, would that pacify <laughs> if we got I do not think so. A fucking fidget should spinner? we have him doing um, <laughs> his speeches? Like, have you seen the other ADD things that they add in the classroom? So they put like Wait, a- you were the one who told me I have ADD. Wait, we haven't even talked about this because we I, you were the one who sent me the brain doctor link. And so you were like, I want to go to him. It was like at four o'clock in the morning. I was like so like I was so upset, too, because I was awake. Like I, I'm always awake. Too. No, it was like it was only 1 a.m. But late. like and then it started to get late because we talked about the brain doctor for like two hours sort of on and off as yeah. we were both reading the website. And you said to me, like, I think I have ADD. And I was like. Oh, yeah. People always said I have ADD, but I don't think I have it. And you were like, no, there's six types. And you and I have the same Same one, which is that like I've always thought, oh, I'm hyper focused. I don't have ADD. Like I'm like so zoned in on one thing. No, it's the, the I found out that it's actually not normal to scream at people when they interrupt you when you're typing on your phone because I'm like you ruin my train of thought. What the fuck? Like you ruin my thought. Like fucking, you have the uh, uh, ADD that has aggression in it. Well, I also have misophonia, so I'm just also a sensitive ass bitch. Like my whole body is just like, don't disrupt. Like, leave me be. I'm just trying to like fucking think and type out my sentences without you talking. So you've never been like as a child, you weren't diagnosed as a child. They as a child, they put me on Ritalin for a while, and they it didn't work because I. Well, one, I didn't know I was on medication. Oh, did like, your mom I, like smash it up in your like bananas? No, like I knew I was on medication. I just wasn't told what it was for. So I started to take it. And then um, after a couple of weeks, my mom was like, she's acting weird. And my mom was like, Molly, do you feel weird? And I'm like, well, no. But when I get up out of my butterfly chair from reading, I I feel really dizzy for like minutes. And she was like, OK. And that was like <laughs> when I look back, that's like so sweet. <laughs> That I like didn't know I was speeding out of my brain. And I'm that's- like trying to read in my butterfly chair, and I get out. <laughs> I'm so like funny. nine you years my, old. You know my fucking cat on my lap. Like, whoa, I'm on fucking oh speed. But so then I went off of it. My mom just started giving me coffee in the morning. So my mom's eighty. My mom's ADHD. She was diagnosed with it, and I was diagnosed with it too. But my mom's like never been about the medication or anything like that. So she'd be like, "You're gonna sit there and do your homework," and I just couldn't do it. I would just like space out. I was a terrible student in school. Like I'm surprised I even graduated. Like I just could never focus. I can't space out at school though. Oh, I do. I, I was never. like, see, that's where I wonder if we're we're not the same. Then we're not. We're the not same. the same. You know what it is? But there's six different types, which I'm yeah. illuminated to because of you. Well, because my friend went to that brain doctor. Yeah, so I want to get my brain scanned for my PTSD at the same doctor where Ariana Grande got her brain scanned, yeah. and I asked Alvina because I was like, well, if there's one person who knows young people 
in in the things that they know about. It's Alvina. So I was like, hey, who's Ariana Grande's brain doctor? And you were like, I can figure it out. And you got back to me like like a little bit later, but then you followed up with me at like 1 a.m. with this link. Like, and I was up reading Reddit, like not proud of it, but it's how I like to spend a night sometimes. It was like literally a Saturday night too. I know, how pathetic. And you're, but like also <laughs> what are days of the week? Yeah. I've actually am so comfortable with the idea that like the whole calendar is fake. Like it doesn't mean anything. Like it really doesn't. Oh, like really? who says I live on that time? <laughs> Deadass. Like yeah. I would from day to day, from week to week. Like who says? I no one, I, no one says. Yeah, you're right. It's a construct. Um, so you we were texting and um yeah you reminded me you're like hey check out this brain doctor like six different types of add like four different types of ptsd like blah blah blah. and i was like okay yeah i'm in and once you're reading about brains you Mm -hmm. know and talking with your friend about brains and finding out that like oh when i yell at people because i'm on my computer it's because i'm add oh i didn't know um so yeah just just fyi i'm not slandering add i i am very much a participant in the community it turns out oh and i'm all for you know adderall and all of that like no i'm severely mentally ill you know um no i'm just kidding it's okay that's fine no, I think we all are. I'm as mentally ill as the next person. Trust me, we're in a we work. That's what I said to you earlier. Everyone here is fucking crazy. Like, and how dare you look at me like I'm the crazy person? We're in a we work. Like, the owner of this had to like be like sent off into the aren't ocean they, at Bonnaroo because aren't they going to close them? I don't know. Oh, I'm just saying I'm going to beat everyone here up if they fight me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. So. Whitney is like, you're kind of annoying, but you're also a really good sister. She promises to text Megan at work if Mike does anything weird. We see the stalker in his lair leaving comments on Whitney's page. She writes, leave me alone, Greg. Who the fuck is? Oh, wait. Oh, Greg's the gay guy from the party. Yes. Okay. But then if you notice, she posted him. It wasn't even a story. It was on a feed. She posted on her feed, her and this guy. Like, what kind of brand do you have that you're already throwing up a dude on your feed? Like, what are you trying to create the next Ace family over here? What's your plan? Oh, the Ace family. Maybe that's what she's trying to do. Let's see if we have time to get into the Ace family and and part two of this, because I would love to do a little Ace family drama if we can speed this up. Oh, and also that's the other thing that I should just say is that Instagram in this movie, the comments work in real time. It's like a chat room. Yeah. Okay, so Megan's at her job at this insurance agency. I like that she has a nice little realistic job. She's Googling Mike Vincent. Her boss asks for some paperwork for a policy. She's like, I'll have it right over. So she works at an insurance company. Yeah, she works a desk. She's like a assistant. Okay. I think she's an assistant to that guy. So she's like, I'll have it right over. But she keeps looking for Mike. She's having a really hard time finding him anywhere on social media. She's doing all the different combinations of location, different last names, whatever. Whitney's editing a vlog when she gets a call from Maya. Maya tells her that she's on with Lucas for dinner at 5 p.m. tonight, which, by the way, this is a huge flaw in this movie. I know exactly. I don't know if we're going to say the same thing when she's on FaceTime with Maya, right? No, I'm saying that a huge problem in this movie is that she meets Mike later at 4 p.m., but she has a 5 p.m. dinner. So I was like, is she doing L.A. time 5 p.m. and she has an 8 p.m. with Lucas or was she only hanging out with the dude for 20 minutes? Right, but like it's Boston, there's traffic to go. There's places. no, well, no, just across the street. Oh, yeah. Well, first of all, yeah, wherever there's traffic. Going, wherever but, she's going. But okay, well, she was FaceTiming her manager. The, the biggest thing is the monitor did not have a camera. So how would she be FaceTiming? 
Oh, I need. I have that, that monitor. That's my second monitor in my office. There's no camera to FaceTime. I'm like, she's not fa- or Skyping or whatever she was doing. There's no camera. That's on a it. really good point. There's no camera on that Dell monitor. The fuck. Whitney's like, you know what, Maya? I'm not sure I'm 100% on board with the proposal. Maya's like, look, as your manager, I want you to take the deal. As your friend, I'm telling you to give your manager a bigger cut. And then she takes a big sip out of a coffee mug, which I have a huge issue with lately because I feel like anytime anyone wants to do a lazy writing point, they Mm -hmm. just have someone sip tea. Okay. So one... A manager would never, like, I would never be like, oh, well, you need to give me a larger cut as a joke. That's like. It's also a a legal thing, right? That's a business thing. That's like a, hey, we're going to sit down and talk about commissions and rates and things like that. That's not just like a joke you throw in there. But like, there's no, you can't flex on a manager fee, right? Like, Mm -hmm. it's a 10% universal fee, right? It's usually 20. In music, it's 20. Oh. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm not paying 20%. Okay. Well, Well, it depends, you know. Music space, we're a lot more hands on than like a theatrical. I manager. thought managers were 10%, 10% across the board. No. no. And no, branding agents are 15. I mean, I know Jake Paul did 25%, but I mean, he makes his own rules, okay? Business, but business people, it's usually, it depends on the level I'm not you are. Trying to compete with Jake Paul over here. If you're managing trying to be Mariah in Carey, the Writers Guild, Madonna, that's 5% they'll give you if you're lucky. But if it's a developing artist, someone that you found, created, or someone... No. 20%. No. Yes. Madonna is repped by one of the big three. She's at WME or CAA yeah. or something. She's not She's not negotiating on a rate. At all of those big agencies, it's but, 10%. But, but those are for agents. Agents can... But managers make their own rules. So managers can be anywhere. Oh, that's the Jake Paul of it all. Yeah. As a manager, agents can only take 10%. Managers, you can do what you want. I've heard of managers taking 50%. It's insane, but it happens. Oh, like Lou Pearlman? No, he was a member of the band. That was different. I know. That was sick, right? Yeah. Yeah, guys, Backstreet Boys, a collective. They were a collective with Lou Pearlman as the sixth member. And they were all like a bunch of fucking teenagers doing all the legwork. The way that he ran his business, if you haven't seen it, what's the yeah, documentary the, on YouTube? Well, there's a couple. The Pop Star Project. Yeah. It's with Lance Bass. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. I've seen the Backstreet Boy one. I've seen all. It goes into his, like, the one that Lance Bass made for YouTube is really, really good. And it kind of goes over his business model if you just want yeah. a little. While we're here talking yeah. about the web um <laughs> check out that on youtube.com okay but also can we talk about how bad of a manager maya is yeah she didn't even like talk to her client she's like well i want you to do it it wasn't like hey these this is why you're gonna do it because we're gonna work partner you with this brand like there was no strategy about her working with this she's brand like besides- after you work with lucas on h2 almond we're gonna set you up with the connections at the h2 almond agency yeah, or like- where they have a lot of makeup products and we can well, get you in to do a campaign ex- exactly. like you gotta you gotta make the dream she was you just about getting a bag dream. that mm-hmm. was it she just wanted a quick bag fire yeah. her. you think that was gonna happen she just should fire her Oh, wait, you think Maya wanted a quick bag and yeah, so that's Whitney a, yeah. should fire her? Yeah, she just wanted a quick bag. There was no building. It was just about getting that quick bag. With- oh, I thought you were saying like Maya was trying to get that H2 almond money and then split. No, no, she Whitney. just wanted a quick bag. Like she's like, do it. But why? Um, True. There's that. So Whitney checks out the video and sure enough, there is a shoulder or something in the door frame. So that's weird. 
there's someone in the house. Whitney tells her that she has to go to the door. It's the mailman. He has a package for her. He goes through the mail. She goes through the mail and she sees one of the letters is for Kathy Edwards. She knocks on Mike's door and he answers shirtless. He said he just got out of the shower, which I was dying about as I was leaving my house because I was listening to the end of this scene and I was like, can you imagine? Because like the guy from the gas company came today. Like, Can you imagine if I went tits out to the front door and he answered it and was like, sorry, I just got out of the shower. Like that could only like I'm done with hot guys just coming out of the shower. Like I'm not fucking like he had time stupid. to put on jeans, not basketball shorts. It was jeans. Right. But like also, can you imagine if I opened up my door and my fucking tits were out and I just had like a towel wrapped around my waist <laughs> and I said to the man who worked for the gas company, sorry, I just got out of the shower. I mean, I know technically yeah. like we fight for that, right? Like, you know, you can go topless in New York, male or female. Now we stand. But at the same time. I would be looked at like an animal. Yeah. And also I would feel very exposed. I'm not comfortable with myself like that. I'm not a naked person. Oh, me neither. I hate seeing naked people. Okay. So anyway, he is a naked person though. And she goes, hey, but Mike, I thought your last name was Vincent, not Edwards. And he says that his mom took his stepdad's maiden name when Mm -hmm. they got married. Mm -hmm. And Whitney waves to Kathy, who is very vegged out in the kitchen. He works at a hardware store. It's like middle of the day. She goes, knocks on the door. He's home. He's available 24 seven. I think that he does. He did say or maybe set up that he like works there part time for like special events or something. But I mean, my yes, my immediate impulse is to be like, you're living off your dead dad's money, right? Like, don't they have like text messaging? Couldn't she? Oh, no, because he he doesn't do the social media. He has a flip phone. He has a trap phone. So Whitney says she has to go home and finish a video. He offers to stop by later. She's like, four is cool for me. So at 3.59, the doorbell rings. And she's like, oh, you're very punctual. Mm -hmm. And he says, well, I didn't want to miss a moment of seeing you. Something that would get a very young and naive me very love drunk. If a guy said that to me at this point in my life, I'd be like, I'm, I don't want to go. Like, I would literally be like, I don't know. I can already <laughs> tell that something's off, right? But this man is like, I don't want to miss a moment of seeing you. And he's got that, like, spicy like, see, Leo that, energy. That's just those, it's the eyes. Yeah. He's got that thing that will end you up on Snapped, is what I'm saying. So... <laughs> She tells him that she forgot how much she missed Boston until she moved back. Let's play this scene, uh, 32, 28 to 35, 24. I forgot how beautiful this place is. Mm. I didn't realize how much I missed it until I moved back. I told you I grew up here, right? Yeah. I already knew that, though. You did? What, are you internet stalking me? No, I told you I'm social media illiterate. You don't remember me, do you? We went to high school together. We did? (laughs) I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay. We didn't really run in the same social circles. You were always so popular. Why didn't you tell me sooner? It's embarrassing. I mean, a small part of me was hoping that you'd remember who I was, but uh, I was kind of a geek back then. So if you didn't remember, maybe that was a good thing. Mike, I don't care about that stuff. 
Everybody had their awkward teen years. You didn't. You were always perfect. If I'm being honest, I kind of had a huge crush on you back then. You did? Can I ask what really brought you back home? Honestly, I just needed to get out of L.A. In my line of work, it's easy to get sucked into that whole fake persona. You know, you can't tell if people are trying to actually be your friend or if they just want more followers. But here, it's real, you know? And then my parents... I don't know, I just felt guilty that I wasn't here when they died. And there was this big part of me missing here, and... I felt like if I didn't come back, it would just disappear. I'm sorry, Whitney. It's okay. I mean, you know how it feels. Well, with your mom, when you moved in with your mom? Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, that was my stepdad, though, so we weren't really that close. Sorry, I didn't mean to bring the mood down. No, it's okay. It's nice to talk to someone about this. Not a lot of people... See this part of me. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.